0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network
1: Glory glory on the bus
2: Glory glory on the bus Glory
1: glory on the bus and the Spurs go marching on
3: Welcome to the fourteenth consecutive season of the Spurs show the longest running Tottenham Hotspur fans podcast in the world thank you uh, if you're back again uh, and welcome this is your first time well in probably the most tumultuous pre-season in the club's history First, though, is the whole manager thing. Was it Nagelsmann? Then we thought Rodgers. Then Fonsenka. No, it's Gattuso. Or it could be Poch. We were linked with a host of managers before we settled on one who was available weeks before. Nuno Espirito Santo. On the eve of the new season, we still don't know if our greatest striker since Jimmy Greaves is staying or going. And as we wave goodbye to Toby, Lamella, Joe Hart, son has signed again. Gallini, Gil and Romero come in. We await the fate of a few more players. Including Dyer, Winks, Sissoko, Undombele, Orier, who will Nunu pick, and how we set up as we start another bloody project. There we are. Now, before that, let me welcome our guests for tonight's show. Joining us again, the comedy writer Andy Merriman is here. How are you, Andy? Ah. Uh. Ah, we can. that was just an ah. That, that was that sort of summed up the preseason in one noise. Just ah. Also joining us from Lily White TV, Eleanor Nicola returns. How are you, Eleanor? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Very well. You're slightly upside down, the way I look at you, but I kind of like it.
2: Uh, it's, it's to the side, but my thing is not turning. I don't know why.
3: It's quite good. No, I, I don't mind. It's uh just got a bit of a creak neck. That's all. How have you been?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Just doing the same stuff as I've always been doing.
3: Yeah. And how's, how's the uh, YouTube channel doing? Yeah
2: going well just um i do a podcast with my dad which is quite cool oh
3: what's that called plug that
2: it's called it's your Four i support tottenham
3: oh very (laughs) nice yeah very apt
2: um and yeah we just normally run there's not really much to be happy about but we'd like to be happy but at the moment we're running
3: (laughs) no absolutely and joining us as well a stalwart on the show from the wonderful talking thfc on twitter Sean Cook returns. How are you, Sean?
0: Yeah, very good, thank you, mate. Ready to do it all over
3: again this season. And how have you been? How's your summer been so far?
0: Yeah, very, very busy with the Euros and then the Olympics. So uh, it's it's all been fun and games, doing 1am shifts for the Olympics. But uh, yeah, it's it's been very good, very enjoyable.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we uh, talk about what's been happening in the preseason, just to let you know, the return of football is always worth celebrating. Beer 52 are generously offering free beer to you while watching your team from the comfort of your home. They're offering eight craft beers sourced and curated for the best brewers on the planet for free. All we had to do was go to wwwbeer 52 the Spurs and just cover the five ninety five for the postage. As an independent British company, Beer 52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene and um, we continue to support us during this difficult period. If dark beer is not your thing, you can choose the light option and your case will come in the award winning beer magazine Ferment and a Tasty Snack. Don't worry, if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time for so your free case of beer. Go to beer52.comslash the Spurs, that's beer52.com/slash the Spurs. We got there in the end. Right, let's crack on. Sean, um, I said there at the top of the show, this has probably been the weirdest, most difficult preseason that I can remember as a Tottenham fan. And trust me, I've been going too long uh what's your feelings of it i mean it's it's been a it's been slightly messy hasn't it
0: yeah i mean it's it's a total mess it's the only word for it a total total mess and right from top to the bottom you know from players like harry kane acting perhaps the way he has who you know i never in a million years would have expected that from the england captain our our star man you know our our favorite player from you know I think this started way back from, you know, when, when they let Mourinho go, really, the week before the cup final. And obviously, it, I think that was definitely the right decision. It just came at a terrible time and it set off this uh, sequence of events that have led us to this. I think Kane's interview with Neville prior to the Euros was poorly timed. I think he showed his hand far too early and it set off, um, you know, a chain reaction of we knew, we knew his cards before they'd been dealt and we knew how he was perhaps going to act Way back before the Euros had even begun, I think. that whole
3: Gary Neville thing wasn't it? That Gary Neville podcast was utterly exactly, bizarre. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: Sw- swanning around a golf course telling the world that you know I'm uh, I'm thinking about it, and I, th- I think i have quite fancy leaving this summer. And it was poorly timed. And from the Euros as well, were a disruption to everyone because getting a manager in and having a full preseason with this squad has been uh, has been affected as well. So right from top to bottom, it's been an absolute mess. And I feel for. Uh, Paratisi who's come in and and perhaps hasn't been given the conditions to work in that that uh, that Levy promised him or that he would have expected from a big club having been at Juventus and hopefully would have expected the same from Tottenham. But look, we've we've we've, we've managed to salvage something. We're getting Romero in. I think he's a fantastic signing, and we're hopefully setting ourselves up nicely to have a nice solid defence this season. Tanganga again has been very impressive in preseason. Oliver Skip has come back in, and and we've got a young young squad that have that look hopeful and they look optimistic. And I think Nuno has set them up pretty well in pre-season to go on and have a good season. Um, but the, the whole thing has been overshadowed by this Kane fiasco. And unfortunately, it looks like we're not out of the woods yet with it.
3: I mean, I don't know. I mean, the irony is we could finally kind of sort our defence. Toby goes with our, our blessing and, our, and our, our good wishes, particularly Joe Hart went. They also said some nice things. It'd be so ironic that we finally kind of tighten up and improve the defence and then we could have the situation we could be playing Man City beyond with no, again, no recognised, you know, proper centre forward up front again.
2: Yeah, I mean, we got ourselves in this position where we just never had a decent number two. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> we've never had a decent number two. I mean, Vinicius, we got so excited just because we signed a striker. Like, it just, it didn't matter who it was. It just was a striker. We just got so excited that we've just never, we don't ever have, like, not even like for like, but like a decent number two or someone that can come in. And if we did, we rely on them too much. So... When I say that, I mean like the right back position. When we had Carl Walker, we let Carl Walker go. And then, you know, we had to trip. We never replaced. Trippier had to become number one. And now we find a position go? where we're why, not why should go. He go? Well, want him to go. I, in my personal opinion, he should go. Um, if you don't want to be here, if you don't want to be here, I just think if you don't want to be here, don't play here. Yeah, definitely. No I don't that's care who you are. I don't care opinion. what your name is. I, I, that's just my opinion on it. I don't, yeah, think, I agree. I, I just, I think that the club is always bigger than any name. And I just think that if you don't want to be here, go. But just because I want, and now I don't think he should be here, that doesn't mean the boards are acting well. There, it's an inept board that is not putting the right things in place to be able to do this. Like, yeah, we're going to get, let's say we get 150 million for Kane. Okay, where, why can't we do what City, um, when, when City sold Grealish, Villa had already spent that money. Why don't we just go and spend the money, get the people in, knowing that we're probably going to get it back? Like, we need to start to do that. Whereas Grealish was done. They got the hundred million. They had already spent it. So I just think that we, we're we in a position now where we're going to have to play Son up the top probably, if, uh, you know, against City, if Kane can't play. But I don't want Kane to play it. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I, I just don't think acting the way he acted was, was okay. But yeah, it's like you say, it's very ironic how we have, finally got a defender I think we need another one personally I don't think Tanganga's ready to play the whole season I oh know he has injury problems as well I don't think we can play a decent centre back and then have Eric Dyer next to him I just think that's they're that like it's just not okay so we need I think we need another centre half I think we need we need obviously a centre forward I would like to get a proper creative player as well and we need a right back if Orio's going. So there's there's a lot going on, before, and we're playing City.
3: <laughs> so well, well, we'll come we'll come we'll come to City uh, a little bit later in the show. I mean, Andy, it, it, it's very frustrating. I mean, you've been going a long time as well. And we've always, when forwards have gone, there's always one brought back in. Where do you stand with the board? I mean, I think in fairness, there's a valuation for Kane, which they're sticking to. And I think correctly, Man City have really unsettled the player as well. Guardiola has said, yes, we're interested in this player. They clearly haven't pulled up the money that I think we all think he's worth in the current market. You look at Lukaku going to um, uh, Chelsea for about a hundred million. Kane is worth one hundred thirty plus, surely.
1: Well, I think if Grealish is worth a hundred, then Harry's worth you know maybe two hundred. Um... I see that there's talk <laughs> about uh, a new contract. I, I don't know what the point of that is in, in terms of... Maybe getting, those are the rumours
3: today I find utterly bizarre. This is a massive U-turn.
1: Um, in terms of getting a release fee, but... Um, I mean, I, you know, I saw that 10 students from the London Academy of Excellence at Tottenham have been offered places at Oxbridge today. Well, clearly, Charlie wasn't one of those people who went to that school because... His advice is to be absolutely counterproductive. I can't see what they're playing at. Um, this stand that Harry's taken has done him no favours, or the club any favours. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I've met a Spurs fan who wouldn't begrudge him going to to the club to win things. I don't think anywhere after all, all he's done for us. But this really has tarnished his reputation. It's such a shame. I feel torn about it really. Um, and looking back at sort of when we sold Bale and we got seven players, really only Ericsson was the one that was worth it. You know, I hope that doesn't happen with Bell. I hope it doesn't drag on and on, uh, f- you know, until the end of the transfer deadline. And so that's another worry. You know, it could be like Geronimo the Llama, you know, will he or won't he be put down? Um, <laughs> which maybe should happen to a few of other players. Um, um so yeah, 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 I'm kind yeah, yeah. of torn, and I'm, I, you know, I, I just don't know what to think anymore. It's, I think Villa handled it really well. They 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 sorted it out. The release fee and the the chief executive gave a prop, gave a proper statement um, to to all the fans, so they knew what was happening. So yes, it's very frustrating, um, and I don't know where I stand. Sorry. <laughs>
3: So quite right, Sean. I mean, the whole thing to talk about the contract was it it appears, uh, it appears there is no uh, buyout clause in Kane's last six-year contract, which uh, is surprising. But uh, that's it. do you begrudge the board who, who have a valuation? I think it's right. We're not just going to give away our players for undervalue when there's three years of the contract left. And uh, the bottom line is, if Harry does stay, which one, of them, one could argue at the moment, unless if they don't up their bid, he's going to stay... You, you you have to sort of hope that he just gets his head down and gets on with it. And if he says he spurs and through and through and all this, hopefully he, he can do that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I said at the top of the show, I, it, he's the last player out of the entire squad I expected any of this sort of behavior from. And and look, we we have to take his, his quotes of some face value in that he said, you know, I haven't refused to train. There's reasons going on behind the scenes as to why I've not returned. But Look, Nuno has said it himself or made it quite clear in his assumptions in his interviews in that something has happened. There's been conversations behind closed doors that, that perhaps haven't been reflected very well on Kane. But at the end of the day, you're under contract. You've got another three years on your contract. You turn up until you don't need to turn up anymore. And really, you know, there hasn't actually been a proper offer on the table from City as far as I know. They haven't actually laid down the money or close to the money to actually say yes, we would like you. So for him to, you know, down tools and refuse to train and and not show up is it, it just it's so wrong. It's so wrong, and a magnitude of reasons as to why he shouldn't be doing that. And as I say, you'd expect far better from the England captain, a man who has you know been so uh, eloquent and graceful over the summer in dealing with the stuff surrounding Bukayo Saka, one of his players in in the England camp, and how well he's dealt with the the upset of losing the final and how well he's managed, uh, you know, his fellow England colleagues. And he is an absolute poster boy for everything we as a classy club um, aspire to be. And I'm baffled. I'm absolutely baffled at it. Going back to the contract situation, you know, it's quite clear that he has been poorly managed and he has been poorly advised as to what, what the best action is to take. But then again, you know, what, three years ago when he signed that deal... The hope probably would have been that Pochettino is still here. This project, this this Fergie legacy that Pochettino intended to have, which you know some of the fruits of the labour would start to show, and we'd have two, three trophies hopefully by now. So back back then, three years ago, a six-year deal probably at face value looked quite 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 a good idea. But within that, the finer details of that are that. He was. He knew what age he was going to be when he's three years into this deal, six years into this deal. He knows that you know football is a is a is a horrible game and you haven't got long in it. And if if it came to it that we hadn't won these trophies, you, you're going to want to look elsewhere. And I don't begrudge him that in the slightest. He absolutely cor- am I, you know correct like he absolutely no, deserves to be does, winning the Premier know. League and in the Champions League. Of course he does, but. You know, within that contract, you need these stipulations that say, you know, if we're not achieving this, I need to have a buyout clause. And I need, it is basics for a player of that elite level. And he was elite back in 2018. Don't get me wrong. He was breaking Champions League records and all of that.
3: Do you believe this? Oh, I had a verbal agreement absolutely. with Daniel I Absolutely. I absolutely believe, believe that. Do um, you see that happen? The,
0: Again, it, it boils back to his mismanagement. <laughs> Write it down. Perfect. Get it on paper. Have a formal contract stating exactly that. You know, we're, we're all grown-ups here, you know. You need to have this stuff down on paper, otherwise, legally, you're not going to have any leg to stand on when it comes to you trying to demand these things you apparently had a gentleman's agreement for. He's been mismanaged uh, to to no end, and unfortunately, this mismanagement has extended to him not going to training and being told to not turn up for training, which in turn has, has caused all of this mess.
3: Yeah. Eleanor, how do you think the fans are going to react if if he runs out on sunday uh against the team that he effectively wants to play for how do you think the fans are going to react to someone that we've obviously adored for so many years our, our second top our second greatest goal scorer of all time do you th- how, how do you think the fans are going to react to him
2: i think fans Most fans will forgive him. I think most fans will forgive him because it's easy to forgive Kane. Just like as we spoke here, we've all said he's been mismanaged. He's been told not to go to training. We don't know if it's him. Like, we don't, but we don't want to think that because it's our poster boy. It's our Mr. Tottenham. So we won't think that of him. I personally i I don't want him to come out against city now that's that's a controversial opinion because I understand obviously how good of a player he is but for me as I've always said if he went and got injured in the euros would he expect us to pay him still yes so why don't you uphold your end of the contract and come to training like that, that, that this is where that's where I get the whole oh well he deserves to leave. Don't, what annoys me, the one thing I always say that annoys me is 100% okay, deserves to win trophies. I don't deny that. And obviously it's going to be 10 times easier at City. Like, it's not even a question. But what I do say is when Modric and Bale and they came out and said, I need to leave to win and all of this, they genuinely did need to leave to win. We were nowhere near any finals, nothing. Now, Kane has played in finals. He's played in semi-finals. We've been the club that's been nearly there. And you also haven't stepped up. So don't say you need to leave to win. Say it'll be easier to win. Don't sit there and say that we're the same club as we were in 2012 because we're not. And that's it bothers me when people say, oh, you know, he's not going to win anything at Tottenham. He could have. Yes, the team has been awful. But there's never been a time where I have said in a final or semi-final, we lost the game, but Kane played well. I'm, and you can, have, you can have a performance where you play well and lose the game. You don't have to win the trophy for me to say it's not on Kane today, but it's always been on everyone. So it just annoys me. But yeah, the reaction, I think the reaction will be all right. I don't think it'll be too bad. I mean, I, th- I think it'll be okay because people are willing to forgive him. Like if this wasn't Dombele, can you imagine the, the reaction from fans if it was in Dombele or someone like that? It just to me it just shows it does depend on who it is. So and I think I think that people will forgive quite quickly. I don't know if I will. I mean I, may, I might do. If he scores the winner, I'll be like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> but um, at the moment I'm not uh, yeah, I'm not
3: too I'm not too happy with him. Fair enough. Well look, let's have a look at pre-season now. Andy, uh you were at the game uh at the weekend against Woolwich. Uh we won one-nil. We've generally one could kind of, I mean, I know preseason pre-seasons. I remember some pre-seasons when we've won every game and been awful in the league and vice versa. I know it's all about getting fitness up and and especially for a new manager, trying out players he's never seen, trying out formations. But generally, looking at this week, we went to Stamford Bridge. We were terrible in the first half, all over the shop. Came back well, drew 2-2. Largely, I thought against Arsenal, apart from half down the first half, second half I thought we controlled it and, and did well. How, how do you think we've done so far in pre-season on, on the pitch, um, Andy?
1: I think it was a bit. It was it was it was, it was encouraging on Sunday. I thought. Um, I don't think we learnt very much that, that we already didn't know about some of the players. Um, um, Arsenal looked very, very, very um, ordinary, I have to say, which is nice. Um, um, but there wasn't. I, I'm Skip, I thought, looks good. I think he's going to be. He's going to be a pivotal. Like a new signing, um, and when Lacelso came on, you know he added that thrust in midfield, that going through the middle, taking players on. He's often been obviously because of injuries, he's been frustrating as well. But if we can get him back to fitness, he'll make a difference. The defence we've already talked about. I mean, I think I'm I'm very torn about Reggaeon. I think he's he's defending he's not very good and he's not even that great going forward on Sunday um, Jaffet, uh was, was good defending but it doesn't go forward very much I can't see him as a right back um, he
3: got forward for the goal I mean the, the goal I mean I could, no one could believe he was in the box and out muscle defender and uh, good little pass to son I mean he, he's he's obviously he's been linked with a loan move uh, to Galatasaray which if you believe the reports of the paper Tottenham said yes he can go and he's obviously thinking well I, I want to fight for my place and I think most Spurs fans, because he's another homegrown one, most Spurs fans would want him to, to stay. He's another one who's obviously had injuries at key times of his career. Yes,
1: I, I think it'd be crazy to let him to, to learn him out, really. I think he's he could be important to us and he'll learn a lot at the back. And we can't get this. You know, the, Sanchez was, you know, who has been terrible, really, for a while, actually didn't do badly on Sunday and actually sprayed a cup, two or three really good passes, which everyone was... Everyone was amazed at, um, you know, it's always so frustrating. No one's consistent, are they? They kind of play a good game or two and then they go back to to the normal form. So, But inevitably, I still feel a bit optimistic. I don't know why. must be my age, I think. I'm still alive, um, so I guess I'm still going to Tottenham. (laughs) Um, And what I thought was particularly nice was was how the Spurs fans clapped um, uh, the, the Arsenal players. Like yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, because
1: I was worried we were going to get all that nonsense about you let your yeah. country down and everything. And I thought that was really impressive. Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're a good I mean, bunch. May not happen in the league game, but I thought that was that was quite. We're something, a good bunch
3: but... of Spurs, no matter what some other fans think of us. We are well, generally a a, a a good bunch when it comes down to it. Sean, I mean, let's talk about the defense now. Obviously, uh, uh, Romero's uh, coming in. Another one who's not fit. Uh, he's got a slight injury who would you currently put it, assuming we don't get another centre back in I know according to reports we are trying to get another one in but assuming we don't at the moment who do you think would be and I know he likes playing through it at the back as well but which we have we haven't seen that much of in preseason a little bit who would you think would probably get the the place alongside him against Manchester City on Sunday
0: um, I, I think he'll probably end up going with with Eric Dyer, um, who is, is I, I don't know how he's earned this title, but it's somewhat of a safety net now for for Nuno, and he's used him, uh, you know, he's used him throughout uh, preseason. I think obviously he's got he's got options there now. He's got Sanchez and Tanganga as well. They're they're both fully fit. The fact Romero isn't is, is a real shame. But uh, yeah, what, what I think I think he'll probably end up with Dyer. I mean, there's. we we need to do more in the market, don't we? I mean, theres uh, it's just not good enough to let someone like Toby go and not replace him. And I know he's, you know, amongst a long list of players that we do need to move on. But I think, uh, you know, Toby and Lamella, I think, were the last two of that bunch that I would have let go. Certainly players we needed to move on. But, you know, I think Sanchez and Sissoko and Dyer and the Orië. There's a whole host of players that I would have sold prior to selling those two. But I don't.
3: Think, I don't think they can sell them. This is the well, issue. That, I think exactly it comes it. down to it, they're probably on decent money at Tottenham. I mean, another club's got to come in in a very, very difficult climate. Let's not forget the, the climate of the pandemic. And you look at Inter Milan and in big finance, Barcelona and big financial issues there's not many clubs out there with money I think this is another problem yeah for
0: sure and I mean you, you you mentioned Sissoko there and trying to shift him I mean that's the hardest job in football I don't uh don't envy Daniel Levy at all trying to shift Sissoko on but I mean on top of that they've you know he's on a massive wage Sissoko his family are very happy and comfortable in London he's got young kids in school uh I think he's 32 in a few weeks time he's you know he's getting on so to speak really so that's an incredibly hard job to move him on. But obviously a position we've put ourselves in by giving him such such large wages. But we, we, we certainly need to do more in the market. But I, I fear that we are waiting to see what the Kane situation is going to be as a result. Yeah, this is, this is it.
2: But yeah, this, but, this I mean, you know, it, you know, it
0: takes a lot of stick, but I actually thought it was, you know, incredibly generous, really, Daniel Levy, to let PSG have Messi on this occasion, you know. Yes. A, a squad player for us, but a guaranteed starter for them. So you you got respect
3: that from him. I was amazed he wasn't enticed by 50% discount <laughs> on Skywalk to join Tottenham. I, I was amazed that that didn't happen. And I don't know a lot of fans, I did a kind of question on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, a lot of the fans came back to me when I said, who would you play alongside uh, Romero? And the 80% all said Rodon. Uh, which I was quite surprised by. Still a young, young uh, centre-back. What, what, what are your feelings about that centre-back partnership? Do you know
2: what it is? It's because he's the one we have seen the least, so we don't know how bad he is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, 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 that's actually <laughs> why. Right. Um, like, we know Dier is can be have one great game and then be an absolute disaster. Sanchez is almost... A mistake waiting to happen I mean that whole back line like I mean I was never Jose's biggest fan everyone knows this but he was right about Uriah being a VAR decision away from a penalty like there's that whole back line is just an issue so I think with Rodon it's like we haven't seen him make that many mistakes because he's hardly played for us so let's chuck him there (laughs) I mean I you know what I forget about him but he could probably go there do you know what? We need another centre-back so badly because this situation is is dreadful. But, um, yeah, I would say Rodon, you know, as well, solely on that reason as well. Like, I'm not going to deny it for another reason, but it is because we haven't seen him a lot. And Dyer to me, would make the exact same mistakes. And just like Sanchez, I mean, yeah, he might have played better in a friendly, but I don't trust him. I mean, he was literally face-planted against the last time we played City. So, well, not in the cup, but obviously in the league game. Like, I just, don't, I just don't trust Sanchez. I don't know. I, I don't trust any of our centre-backs at the moment. So, yeah, I would say Rodon as well. But I can understand the reaction. And, yeah, it's because we don't know him. So, at the moment, it's like, you know, don't know him.
3: It's cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's look at the midfield. We're just going to go to a very quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the midfield. Back in a minute. And we're back for the break. Uh, don't forget for premium content, including a daily news show, X Player interviews, and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com/slash Spurs show. For about 50p a week, uh, you get all the Spurs news match reports. Join us there as well. The Spurs Show season ticket live events is back. This season for September, some wonderful ex-players lined up uh, to join us at these lovely little intimate affairs that we do in N17 and W1 as well. Go to season.spurshow.net. Also, as I mentioned, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us a review on iTunes. Andy, the midfield, uh, we've obviously touched upon Skip coming back. That sort of Skip whole BA in the middle partnership. I think we can see a lot of that. Delhi Alley. Now let's discuss Delhi. Who, let's be honest, was very hot and cold against Woolwich. Uh, looked awful at times, giving the ball away, and then looked really strong. We saw the the dirty side of him. He got booked for a hilarious foul on a player. Uh, we know we can do it. This has got to be. and I know it's an awful thing to say, something, but this is surely a make or break season for Delhi Alley. Would you agree, Andy?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's not been very good for for good couple of years now we can't blame Mourinho for for that um and, it's again, it's the inconsistency. You just don't quite know what you're going to get with him. Um, he, seen, he was playing on the sort of left of the of the midfield, of the 3 in the field. and he was involved at yeah. least. He was busy. He hit the post a couple of times I and mean, probably mm. he certainly should have scored. Yeah, should have scored. Should have scored, um, yeah. I don't know whether it's all confidence with him. And at times he plays like he's in the playground. He does these little flicks and things, and, you, you know, it's not good enough. But other times he can be... We, I think he can still be good, I, but I, I think you're right. This is it. This is the, the final season for him, really. He's got, he's got to perform. He's got to come up. I think it's all to do with confidence with him, as, as with quite a few of other players. Um, you know, and 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 then is another com- completely enigmatic player. What what on earth is is he still on paternity leave? This is this is almost like elephantine proportions. You know, uh, I think
3: he's he's back. According to Nuno, who sort of critically said he, he's not ready to, to be in the match day squad, which is uh, a little bit bizarre.
1: I mean, you, see, you see him do some fantastic things, those little twists and turns. Maybe he's got the twisties, I don't know. But he, he's, um, he's obviously capable of great things, but has, really has been frustrating, very frustrating on and off the field. Um, we do need a, another creative midfielder. We haven't really replaced Ericsson. I'm hoping LaCelso might be that player. Um, um, but I, I, you know, I think I think we do need we do need someone else, and I'm just just hoping that Delhi might be able to to, to shine. But we'll we'll soon know. I think we'll soon know <laughs> within, the, within the first uh, you know six weeks or so. We'll know what Delhi's going to do.
3: Sean, I mean, you know the other players there that have featured a lot in pre season, Mora. Bergwine, uh both look lively. You kind of know what you're gonna get with more You know what you're gonna get with Bergwine, you know what you're gonna get with Sun, you know what you're gonna get with Holbier. Skip uh looks even more confident than the when he left. Obviously he was player of the season uh for Norwich City. The new player's coming well, this young guy from Spain, Brian Hill, I think it's uh pronounced uh i hope i haven't offended our spanish listeners but uh that's what it sounds like he looks like a bit enigmatic but he's not gonna be playing week in week out uh immediately is, is he i mean what would your sort of midfield pick be again for, for sunday uh,
0: to be honest i think well my my midfield pick perhaps wouldn't be any of them to be honest. None of them are exciting me at the moment. But <laughs> I think the 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 midfield that Nuno will go with will likely be the one that starts against Arsenal. So I think a uh, a holding pair perhaps of Skip and Hoybier, Bergwijn, Ali, uh, and Lucas making up the three behind Son on his own. Um, I mean, look, we could do a lot worse than Oliver Skip as you said. You know, he's had a fantastic season at Norwich. He he really excites me. I think he has. Uh, just an incredible amount of potential. And also I I think he has a, a higher peak than his pre- the previous Oliver Skip, who was of course Harry Winks. And I, I go back to that dreadful night in uh, I think we when was it March last year when we lost to Norwich in the cup at home. And it was the first time that I'd seen Skip really in the flesh and he played alongside Winks, which was was quite rare to see, you know, essentially the same player, the same style of player in next to each other. And he outshone Winks that night and he hadn't really had any first team experience at all. And Harry Winks had been a first teamer for, for three years by then. And I think his peak is, is far higher and I'm really excited by him. But I think the the sad um, realisation we've got to come to is now that the signings we bring and the players that we have in our squad aren't Champions League level, um, which is, a, is a, a sad thing for us because we're, we've had a, a nice period where we're used to Champions League football and Champions League level players and calibre players but unfortunately that's not where we are now and I think we have to look at this season in that we're top four is going to be a massive struggle there are easily four better teams than us in this league and I think we will be in a a middle bundle of your Leicester's maybe even Liverpool's Arsenal's West Ham's fighting for that that middle gap because there are as I say easily four better teams than us if not five six or seven so it's going to be an interesting season, but I think we could, yeah, we could do a lot worse than starting with with Skip Hoybier and uh, and the rest in that midfield.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. I don't know the other player that, that that's come back that I'm always a big big fan of, and again, just go come on is obviously Ryan Cessignon, uh, a player that's come back again uh, hasn't featured uh, at all in, in in preseason. We've got so many. Potentially, really exciting young players, and, and and as Sean said, you know this could be a, a tricky season. This season, I think could go both ways. I think these players click. Uh, Nuno gets a tune out of them. We we have a, a a far more exciting season than many of us think, or a couple of early defeats. Uh, Kane going uh, deadline window shut so we can't replace him this could also be a really long depressing season
2: <laughs> awful yeah uh, yeah like you say we could literally both ways um, sadly enough I'm always like the fan that always thinks like oh yeah we probably won't do as well. But that's just because I'm accustomed to thinking that we're not that good because of PTSD of this club. But um, yeah, I just, with Cesson Young, I really liked him. When we got him from Fulham, I was very, very excited. Um, I think he did really well Fulham and he was very young with the right work ethic. I really liked him. Obviously, we got rid of a manager that developed young players. And we got Jose Mourinho in. So it's probably very good that he went online because I don't think he would have got many chances under Jose. So I do think that was good for him. I think he's not really a left back. I think he's more of like a left wing player. Um, I think he could turn into like the way Bale sort of was sort of playing, so he was a left back and then move further up. I that's what I think from what I have seen. So it's gonna be hard when Ston's playing left wing for him to get his chances. Um so I think that if goes in the middle, we might see him a little bit. Obviously, we don't know. But I think he's, like you say, a very exciting young player. The Conference League could be quite exciting for him. Um, I'm hoping we will see these players get their t- game time in some cups in the Conference League and obviously play some more attacking football that can actually benefit the way he plays. Because when he was at Fulham, he did like to run down the wing. He does like to be more attacking, more up forward on the pitch and get goals. He, was, he did get... You know, he did score as well. Yeah. So I am excited about Cesc. I've always liked Cesc. I've always backed him. And obviously when that all happened, it, it wasn't it wasn't great. So I I do back him. I really like him.
3: Do you think, Andy, did this right? We These young players we're going to see in this bizarre conference league, we've got in a couple of weeks' time, uh, a Portuguese second division team uh, you suspect will go through. And how seriously do you think he's going to take this... Uh, Third tier European competition. Which uh, do you think he'll literally just play uh, the kids, or do you
1: think what do you what do you think he's going to do with it, Andy? I think if he'd been a bit more established at Tottenham, if he'd been there longer, um, he he might wish the kids. But I think he'll want to get some wins under his belt, um, keep the fans happy. Um, I mean, I think he should should play more kids, um, but I think he'll he'll play a sort of mixture. I think uh, to begin with. And no one's very excited. I mean, last day of the season was—we were so torn about what we wanted to happen. We wanted to 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 finish above Arsenal. We wanted to Chelsea not to to qualify for the Champions League. But I don't think many of us wanted to go into this new competition.
3: I think I think a lot of fans now, because the pandemic, want to travel. And I, for one, want to go to away games in uh, towns and cities that I've never heard of. Uh, against clubs that I've never heard of. I, I think it's quite exciting for uh, fans if if we are allowed to travel
1: again. a chance to go
3: to Northern Ireland, I suppose. Well, we know they're out. Well, they, they've a 4-0 down against this Portuguese team, so I don't think we'll have oh, a trip okay. to Northern Ireland uh, this month. No, no. Uh, I'd rather go to Portugal, <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, I apologise <laughs> to my Northern Ireland uh, uh, listeners as well. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, let, let's just sort of try and turn our attention to Sunday I mean a, a difficult start uh, playing uh, the champions of England um, who've just obviously forked out £100 million on Grealish we have a very good record against Man City uh, beats them at home in the last two seasons in, in a way you could argue it's a good time to get them before they hit the ground running how, how do you see uh sunday panning out
0: yeah no de- definitely I, you know i think you hit the nail on the head there so it's, it's a great time to have them especially off the back of that really surprising community field defeat to leicester i mean it, who saw that coming but um yeah no a, a great time to play them i cast my mind back to Poch's last season so when was it two years ago now the have lost track of time in the pandemic but we went to the etihad and we, we drew to all didn't we that that controversial uh, Jesus' goal, I think, was it that was disallowed for VAR and, um, you know, a great point on the road and uh, and set us up for a relatively strong start. So I think, yeah, the start of the season is definitely the best time to play them. We obviously beat them before Christmas last season as well. So catching them before that, that uh, Christmas, January uh, upturn is definitely the time to get them. I think... We have to take confidence in the fact that that Son has signed his new deal. He's had a very strong latter half of preseason.
3: A lot of foul. I mean, let's be honest. I think a lot of supporters were surprised by that. And when you go back to loyalty and players that are happy somewhere, and now you can argue it's not all about winning trophies. It's all about being happy in an environment where you are still earning good money. That was a, a wonderful uh, uh, a boost, really, to to all of us when Son uh sign that contract.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'd, you know, I'd put my house on him bagging one against City. He, he, he does love scoring against them. And I mean, the quote from him today, I don't know if you've seen with his interview with Sky, but he said, uh, I'm so grateful to be here, honoured to play with the club. Now another five years, I hope we can achieve big things. I mean, that that's how it's done. We you know, wink, wink Harry Kane. Um, you know, a real, real show of loyalty from him. And, uh, you know, I, I love him to bits. So I think he's a, a fantastic talent. We're so, so lucky to have him. He would do amazing things at your Real Madrids, your Barcelona's. I'm sure of it, and um, you know a real, real talent that we've got. But yeah, Sunday's going to be, you know, no bones about it. Incredibly, incredibly tough game. Um, you've got you know players like Grealish now within their squad who can uh, can change a game. And I mean, their their bench of the weekend: Grealish, Rodri, Bernardo, Silva. You know, just incredible talents that they've got, and that they can flip a game on its head in a uh, you know blink of an eye. So. We've got to be on our, our best behaviour, so to speak, and hopefully that Nuno can take some of his experience with his scalps against the big six that he got against Wolves. You know, Wolves became quite famous for that, the particularly their first yep. and second seasons yep. back in the Premier League. So, uh, I'd optimistically, blindingly, might rather going into this
3: one with, uh, with some optimism. Give us a, give us a score prediction, Sean. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0. One I don't know, what's your score prediction for Sunday?
2: I can't share the same optimism, but um, it's fine. i I hope that you that you're right. I'm gonna go two one to them. I do see some scoring. I just don't trust our defense.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is, I agree Andy, what, what's your prediction for Sunday? Give us a score prediction.
1: I, I agree with Sean. I'm going for one yeah. one. And don't you wish that Harry's father was like Sonny's father, won't let him do anything. Yeah, Stop yeah, yeah. to and get married to him. That's who we need. We need a new father for Harry Kane. Yeah,
3: I'm going to I'm gonna be optimistic. And I, I, I'm going to say 2-1 Tottenham with Harry Kane getting the winner. How about that? That would be lovely. Look, guys, we're running out of time. So much to pack in in our first show. Just to let listeners know that the plan this season is to give you two shows a week here on the Spurs show. Uh, every Friday or Saturday, there'll be a special show. We've got coming up, we've got an interview with Norman Giller with his new book. We've got an interview coming up one week with uh, Mike Donovan about his new book about Dave Mackay. We've got an interview with Jimmy Pierce. Uh, older, older fans will remember Jimmy Pierce from the early 70s. We've got lots of special things coming up for our twice a week show. Uh, but that's our first show of the season. we uh, relatively upbeat despite an awful pre-season uh, sean thank you so much for coming back it's always lovely to have you on eleanor thank you so much for coming back andy thank you very very much we'll see you again at the end of the week until then come on you spurs this is a playback media production get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net
2: sports social podcast network